you know, there is Hydra. I can't, I can't give him this info. <laughs> like this guy, this guy is already a good player. Like the, maybe the best player ever. I, I need some, I need something for me. I need some. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sum up what Raiko just said. He basically came into the show today having a fake, <laughs> a fake tech he was gonna leak to cover up his real tech. So Ari is not what he actually wants to play. There's some snack secret he's keeping hidden. But okay, we'll respect it. Welcome everyone to Don't Talk If You Don't Know, EMEA episode number three. With a few surprises this time around, we have Mousin Raptor taking over in the co-host role because Alan had some unfortunate internet issues today, cannot make it to the show. But other than that, we also have two reigning champions in their own way. Dark Hydra, current EMEA champion from set nine, maybe trying to defend the title this upcoming weekend. And Raiko, our current GSC champion, the holy moly Hearthsteel Maestro himself, ready to talk to us about maybe his plans for this weekend, if it's still Hearthsteel every single game, but we'll, we'll find out later in the episode. And I'm, of course, Vegas Panda, I'll be hosting the show today and every day from now on. So if you don't like me, unfortunately, you're stuck with me for a while. Well, starting with you, Raptor, you've had a very explosive set. You've been rank one global. I think you currently are rank one global. You play on EU and E, of course, you've been rank one on EU and E. And you made it to two GSCs. I think you got day two in both of them, but overall had, I think, a very, very good first set where I see you competing at a very high level. How's it been overall, set 10? How, how are you doing right now? Are you still playing at a high level? This set has been the most fun set. I think I started to play set six, and this probably is the set I have uh, the best performance on. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I started to compete. Like, I didn't want to compete before because I was nervous. Like, people are going to laugh at me, and I'm going to say I'm bad, and I'm going to... They're gonna say you and me is trash. And, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> some people still will, but you're you're proving them wrong, yeah. maybe a little bit. But yeah, like my friends convinced me to play, and I had like total of fun, and mm -hmm. yeah, I followed it up and didn't have like the best results, but mm -hmm. I'm quite happy with my performance this set, like making two KLP for the first time and like holding holding them one for a pretty long time. I mean, most people might know you from just being around many different communities. Frodan's, for example, as well. This, of course, being Frodan's baby. Uh, don't talk if you know the, the NA version. But I was surprised also to see you trying to compete and then also succeeding. I mean, making it to GSC is already difficult, but making it the day two both times, proving you have what it takes to kind of compete at that level, I think is really, really cool. So hopefully we'll see you still around the community, but also around, you know, the big tournaments in the next few sets as well. Looking at you, Dark Hydra, I think you don't need too many introductions. You've been around esports even for a long time with an early StarCraft career and now TFT. And obviously you were around in TFT at the very, very beginning as well. Although there was a bit of a break, you came back and set eights, and now sure. you're, you're still you're still dominant. But how you've been feeling the sets? How the how's the the confidence that level at knowing that you're defending your title this upcoming weekend? Yeah, so far the set has been good. I qualified for regional. That's the goal of every set I feel like for me. And yeah, I hope I can show good results at regionals. I'm prepping as hard as I can, and yeah, I hope I do well and can defend my title. Would you say your, your set until now has been better than set nine, the regular season, let's say, not counting the finals? Actually, it's hard to say. I guess I was more consistent in ladder, so I found some okay. ladder snapshots. Mm -hmm. But I, like I got day two in the first GC, like I mm -hmm. lost tiebreaker and got dropped out. But mm -hmm. the second GC was surprisingly good. I got like 11th, I think. And yeah, I barely prepped for that. So I'm looking forward yeah. to regionals because I actually prepped for the tournament. So hopefully it will be better than your left. GSC results will be relevant later on as we talk about the previous fantasy draft because you were on someone's team 
and maybe your performance was relevant to their results <laughs> and maybe winning the fantasy draft itself. But we'll get there much later into the, the show today. And Raiko, you're a player that I think also has been around for a long time. Many players know you, but you had a dominant win in GSC2 with a very specific play style that really you were rewarded for in this last GSC. What was the, the feeling of finally becoming a, a TFT champion? Did you go into the tournament with the confidence that you could win or was it kind of a surprise to you as every day passed, you were closer oh. and closer? I am Petrus Panda. So I uh, started the tournament. Uh, I didn't have the confidence to make it to the like final day and win, but I was coming from the open qualifier. I started the open qualifier knowing it's going to be hard. I finished, I won the open qualifier, so that gave me confidence. Day one finished good, the day two finished good. So I'm like, yeah, I have the confidence, I can do it. But my goal, my I didn't want to play RC every game. Like every game was a, was a, an RC game. I don't believe game, you. I, don't believe you. I, you, I, I wanna. I, I genuinely wanted to play every game. Another comp, so I'm not going to say it, but it's my favorite comp. But every oh. time I started RC, so... I had to play it. I, it's my favorite line. When I start RC, I, I, I just want to finish with Ezreal if possible. But yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling super great. Like it's super good uh, winning finally a tournament because Italians in general, they don't win European tournaments. So it's super good. I also never won a Golden Spatula Cup. I finished second only one, one time. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's a good feeling. Yes. I'm really happy you're here, Raiko, for more reasons than just, I think, you being a very interesting personality and, and a cool player in the scene. But also, I think that the topic of Italy uh, as a TR scene, as a, as a country, has had a very interesting up and down the last, uh, since I started casting TFT since set six. So we'll touch on it when we do the national breakdown for this finals. Okay. And I want to hear your opinion and kind of your thoughts on the scene as a whole, because in set six, very dominant. And then they kind of went up and down. And, and I'm very interested to hear why you think that might have been. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but with the injuries out of the way, there's a lot to touch on in terms of updates in the EMEA scene. We're obviously close to EMEA finals, but we had throughout last weekend, a lot of the finals for the TRCs and some pretty big ones as well. Starting off with the French TRC, we had, again, maybe one of the strongest, I think the strongest TRC in country in EMEA when it comes to their circuits and some kind of surprising results. And I think very cool results. The fact that Enzo, Return to great form after not having good tournament success in this set altogether after being a beast in set eight. And Lecoco, who bombed out day one, GSC number two, maybe he thought his set was over, but then came back strong for the French finals and they ended up one and two being on the same team. I think it's a, it's a really cool... When I saw the tweet, I'm like, no way. No way these guys held hands to one and two on the podium while being a practice partners and teammates. But do the results surprise any of you, Raptor? Is it kind of this top eight? Is it surprising at all? You. Uh, I mean, we see a lot of uh, Fabilia inside, a lot of good players. Canvis, doubles, Lecoco. I know, not really surprises for me. All of those players are very good. And of course, uh, the French, the French scene being the best in uh, EU. Maybe Pan Pan is the one big surprise, I would say, out that maybe stands out. I'm not saying Pan Pan's a bad player by any means, but maybe not that S tier or that, you know, A tier, you know, A plus tier that, that you would see in the top eight for French finals, especially. Is there any other name that you think doesn't doesn't quite belong here, Hydra, or, or do you think generally this is like right now the top in, in France? I think was I was thinking Pan Pan too because I don't really recognize his name, but the other ones are all really good, like all great players, so they deserve to be in top eight for sure. Yes, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Volta also had a really good tournament after not really having the best GSC performances this set as well. But yeah, overall, I think really cool to see, again, Enzo and Coco doing so well. I did hear some rumors about some complaints around the formats. I know Experian made a tweet and maybe a few other players. 
this is a very different hex league in the past it was a league format now it's more of a tournament format so there is a bit more variance potentially but overall i still think it's, it's a very nice top three and canvas and double had a very good day too as well to qualify to the day three i think as well so interesting that the team dynamics in france especially where we're i don't know it seems like the players are holding hands together and having success in that way and we'll see how that's prep and how this tournament affects finals as well because Ryko, i think we all know France usually very dominant in the finals. Yeah. Uh, do you think, how, how many French players do you think we'll see in the top eight this weekend? I think, uh, I don't know, at least four, three, three or four at least. I don't know. I That's a, a safe guess. <laughs> we'll see if, if Dach and, and other countries maybe have anything to say to that. We will see later the breakdown for the nationalities. But looking at the next big TRC is the Spanish TRC where we had Valesom popping off. Alisson is one of the only two Spanish players that are going to be playing in this EMA Finals this weekend alongside Safo. I think this is the second Spanish tournament he's won this set. He's been pretty much dominant the entire set and the most successful Spanish player overall. Hydra, have you been playing much with Alisson on ladder? I know he's been, he was like Yeah, I had him a few in my ladder games. Uh -huh. So I recognize him and he's like, he was on top of the ladder as well, like holding rank one for a while. So I think he was the favorite for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think he was the favorite for sure in this tournament, and it shows in the result as well. Being 10 points ahead. Second also, place is actually crazy. You're playing also with him a lot in the scrims these past week. We've been holding in-houses for EMEA. I know he's been doing pretty well. Did you have yeah. any of your games? Do you see anything about his playstyle that kind of caught your attention? I don't remember if he was in my games, actually. He might have been in a few, but didn't really pay too much attention to the other players. That's just... Tuning my playstyle. <laughs> yeah. He's focused. Have you been playing Raikou, the scrims at all? I, I, I'm watching them a lot, but I'm not playing them. I just played some of them. Yeah, two of them. So Raikou is, is a spy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's infiltrated, you see? If Hearthsteel is still good enough or not. <laughs> and for the last year, I see we had the you Northern know, Legends, which I got to cast. It was a very fun cast with Counterfeit and Stuart. Balana had a very interesting game five to win. It was checkmate format, which I think is quite different to most of the TRCs, similar to Worlds, of course. And he had, I think, five heart steel at two five. And I guess you can uh, imagine what happened in checkmate format, Raikou, you especially, when you have five heart steel at two five. He had a few more, I think, fairly high roll moments and won his second Northern Legends tournament in a row this set. He also won the GFC2 qualifier right before this one. So in really good form, just unfortunate that he wasn't able to translate that that good form into GSCs. Now, Dark Hydra, you've prepped with him a lot in the past. Was it the yeah. same this set? Uh, we haven't prepped too much with each other. We just talked about the meta and stuff a bit mm -hmm. and chatted a bit. But fun fact, in the beginning of the set, he told me he's going to win Northern Legends finals because he's actually taking the tournament series for once and going to prep for it a bit. So yeah, worked out for him. He won. So I'm proud of him. I know he mentioned we did the interview at the end of the show, and he did mention that he was on vacation during Vegas during that kind of initial period of the set. So he felt he had to catch up to GSC one. Didn't quite make it to, in the right form to qualify, I believe it was. So I think yeah, was playing catch up, and just unfortunate that he yeah. was able to hit this peak because he played really well as well. Hit this peak in the TRC, but not in in GSCs, and not with a chance to have maybe more than one player UK player in EMA finals. It's only Blast at Moon that actually qualified to be among the top thirty-two in EMA right now. And that's really all the big tournaments we had this weekend. I think all kind of the appetizers to what's coming up, obviously, in the EMA Finals this next weekend. But we're moving on, we do have a few things to mention for our viewers. want to kind of tune in. We have the Pickums that are once again available, and we have the broadcast talent. First of the broadcast talent, I want to ask all three of you. There's 
special guests in these EMA finals. We have Chuso, Leftoverture, Kevin Parker, and Memo joining to cast matches on the official broadcast. Would any of you three be down at some point in the future to cast matches? Are you guys focused only on playing? Do you guys see kind of the value or do you have any interest in, in doing this kind of stuff? Raptor, for example? Sure. I think casting uh, as a player, it's really beneficial. You get to watch other players POV and like try to analyze and realize what they think about how to play the, the current budget, the set in general. And I think uh, it gives very good value to the viewer as well to like hear players that actually like involved with the game so deeply and get to play so many games. And me personally, I am going to enjoy uh, watching and you also, you've casted before on Florence Coach, if I'm not mistaken, on his watch party in the past yeah. for any tournaments. So I guess you like that experience more than, let's say, an official broadcast, do you think? Personally, I think for the more involved players, mm-hmm. uh, the the costing gives uh, more value because you get to watch and you get to follow a specific storyline and you get to like watch a specific spot instead of like needing to be watching everyone and being like politically correct. Like you can't, you can't flame anyone, right? On, That's on true. Yes. On, on the official podcast. I have um, to hold it in every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think both, both give different values to the, mm-hmm. to the viewers. For example, if Ryko plays six games of hard steel on day one this weekend, I can't I blame him. I didn't play. I didn't play six games uh, of hard steel any game. Any no, day. no, I'm saying if you do this next weekend, I won't say anything. I'll just accept it and say, "Oh, this player has a, a strategy," but I can't, I can't blame you, unfortunately. Oh, I'm not, as long I'm as I win, I'm, I'm glad. I hope, I hope that. And we have the pickums as well. Something that I mentioned. This is very cool. If you guys have never done it, we have them for Worlds as well. I think we've had it for EMEA most of the times. It's a really cool website. It's, you know, the graphics are all super cool. You get to pick kind of your, I believe it's your top eight, your winner. I'm not sure if all 32 ranked. I think we changed that for for these last few editions. You also have, you can pick the augments that are going to be picked most often, least often, I believe. I'll just list a lot of like cool trivia stuff that if you're very involved with TFT and climbing a ladder and playing a lot, you can kind of showcase your knowledge. And I believe there will be some interesting rewards, not obviously these massive rewards, but still some nice little things that you can earn. But the biggest thing I think is the pride it will be a leaderboard and you can showcase, Hey, I follow all these players. I know who's, who's good, who's overrated, who's underrated, etc. Have you guys done the pickums at all? Do you guys plan to? I did do the pickums last set where I picked myself as a winner. So I won the tournament and then I won some little legend decks because I picked myself. Wait, is that, is that legal? You can double dip like that? Yep. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I have to do my pickums for this set. Mm -hmm. I haven't done them yet. Well, you have until, I believe, right right until the tournament starts. So right until like Friday morning. But just in case, get them done tomorrow if you guys want to. And I think there's also communities you can join. I'm not sure they have that for this set or not. But in the past, there's communities you can join. If you're a fan of, you know, German streamer, Spanish streamer, you can join the community. And you can kind of compare the entire community's results on a leaderboard versus other communities. So I think it's a really cool initiative. Raiko, were you ever included as one of the community members? I I don't know. No, I don't think I was included. <laughs> uh-huh. I have like some big memory <laughs> that you were, maybe not. Overall, it's like the people that tend to co-stream, I think are also included in this. So it's a cool way of to have their communities involved with the pickums and with the show a little bit more than just watching, basically. But looking now at the national breakdown for the TMA finals, 32 players. This is the breakdown, not... Too surprising across the board. There are some things I'll mention, I think, that are a little bit surprising. But France, once again, nine players, the most dominant country. 
despite GSCs being a little bit more equal between Dach and, and France, Germany and France, in EMA finals, the last set as well was only four players from Germany. Are you surprised, Arkhydra, that there seems to be, that France seems to be on top always when it comes to finals themselves? I think France just has more top players than Germany still. But overall, I'm surprised it's only four Germans. I think we have a lot of Germans that could have made regionals and kind of just missed out this set. I believe set eight, it was, there was parity between both countries. It was like nine and nine or nine and eight. And then set nine, suddenly there was a big drop for regions. Yeah. And now it seems to follow that same trend. No Israel Raptor, unfortunately, but Sad. hopefully, hopefully you have the motivation to change that in set 11. Do we trust? Maybe, maybe. I'll definitely try. Maybe too ambitious of a goal. So let's focus on maybe two day threes or three day threes next set. And then set 12 is your time to, to make it to finals, <laughs> potentially. And Raiko, this is the moment where I want I want you to break it down. What is happening with Italy? Because set six, I started casting TFT. And I hear the Scrap Mafia, all these scary names on ladder, Balotelli, you know, Raiko, Sfother Tiger. Sfother Tiger is one of the players that has made the most Yummy finals across all the different sets we've had even before Rising Legends. Yeah. I think he has six total appearances, which is surprising to me. Uh, after I joined, I didn't notice he was so consistent. What happens to Italy in, from set eight onwards? So, from set six. So we can say there were a lot of players, like we can say also Ace of Spades and other players that were triarding. I think it's something that has to, something that as I, I think it's because maybe the Italian TRC is not really well known and well, there, are, there, is, there is not a lot of money. But maybe tons of players, they don't try hard unless they can uh, stream and make it a job like me, like Balotelli, like other. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of good players in Italy, they they gave up. They, they are not, they are no more try harding. And this is maybe the problem. And uh, this is why there are, there are, there is not a lot of good top level players in Italy because people are like leaving TFT. And it's sad. I feel like it's sad. And yeah, but I think this is the reason. Do you like the format that Italy has for TFT? I know it's a very different format. There's a kind of a league format as well. Uh, so it was a league, but they changed it like in this set. Right okay. now, it's just a singular day tournament. Like it's it it's basically like a Golden Spatula Cup, but in only one day. Okay. And it's it happens like three or four times, and then there is a final. Yeah, I, I think I, I like the format. I don't know. I, I, usually, I, I generally like it this way. Because the last format, like a league, it's more expensive. It's more, uh, it's, it's more effort time. for me. Yeah. yeah, it's more time. So yeah, I like it this way, but it's my general, it's my personal opinion. I don't know. Okay. And talking about making a career out of streaming, just to go on a, on a quick tangent into the Italian scene. You're also part of Desire. I think that happened this set when you joined this organization. Yeah. Tell us about that story. Cause I, I think the graphics that, that I see on Twitter look really professional. So I just want to know so, more about the org and just. Uh, you're you're, you're, I I got in touch. I I I entered Desire like two two years ago. It's two years now, and it's a, it's in my opinion one of the best Italian organization. Super innovative. Super like they try to be more uh, like North American teams like uh, Team Fades, uh, Team One Hundred CS. They want to make uh, good teams, uh, but they also want to have a good image. Good uh, like a, yeah, like a lifestyle work kind of like a yes, good vibe. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. yes. And Oli Moly, they're, they're gonna fire me if I don't give them oh, a good Holy Moly Connor, <laughs> put one down. We have to, so if you guys don't yeah. know, we're gonna count the um, amount of Holy Moly that Reiko says. Like, on I really show. like that uh, an organization of this type, uh, like, wanna spend money and wanna invest in TFT. Because, first of all, TFT in Italy is not well known. And secondly, being a, like, I really enjoy the investment in TFT. It's, it's really 
good for me. It's like I I see that even the teams are believing in some future. So yeah, that's why I I also believe in this game. Nice. I'm, I'm happy to hear it. I'm happy to see you alongside Balotelli as well. I met him, of course, uh, in the past already before at the different land events have been held when he played in Malaga for the double up tournament. Oh, uh, super nice guy. Obviously, I think everyone knows him from ladder player that I hope will do better inside 11. I know he's a player that, you know, was considered a top, top, top tier player when I first started casting TFT. Maybe hasn't had the best individual performances when it came to, you know, ladder and, and GSEs the last few sets, but I think he's a really, really well-respected and well-liked player. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my opinion, we'll also, he's a super consistent player. Maybe he doesn't uh, end up winning tournaments, uh, like, but he can definitely do well. And, uh, like, he did top six at the EMEA finals of set six, so mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. he, yeah. he can do he, he can do really well. So we'll see a big comeback in Italy next set after you you win this weekend, right? Hopefully. <laughs> Wait, that was that was a holy moly moment, Reiko. I set you up for it. <laughs> but going back into a few more updates, thank you, Reiko, for sharing. I've been oh, always curious about the, the Italian kind of uh, scene and everything, so thanks for the update. Now I know what actually went down, and, and maybe we'll see an upsurge. Going back to the updates, though, we do have to mention quickly, Level Up Berlin. This is going to be for championship, not for EMA finals, but... Once EMA finals is over, the top four players qualify to the to Worlds, so the TFT Championship, and they will be playing, like last set, in a venue, in a LAN kind of stage in Berlin. If you're anywhere in Germany or in any country where you can travel somewhat easily, you haven't been to Berlin before, go visit. It's free. The tournament itself is free. You'll meet, I think, most of the German community will be there. Hydra, correct me if I'm wrong, but how was Probably, the, probably more Germans if a German makes it to Worlds again. Mm -hmm. You were there last sets. How was the vibe? Yeah. How was the experience? How was the turn up in terms of like what different players or community figures did you see there? Yeah, honestly, the experience was really nice. Like the venue was really great. We had everything set up. Like we could practice on the main stage or like in the backstage area mm -hmm. with like two PC setups. We got free food, free drinks. We got snacks. Wait, wait, don't, just... don't sell this to the viewers because there's viewers. <laughs> if you're a viewer, you are yeah, not getting free have food. To pay, yeah. You're not getting free drinks. Call for yeah, the and then maybe. <laughs> I made a lot of viewers as well, like from Germany, cheering us on. And it was just great playing in front of a crowd, to be honest. Just meeting a lot of people involved in the scene. Mm -hmm. Were there any people from outside of Germany that, that made the trip? Or do you think that's something that still get to see more of? I mean, it was mostly Germans, but a few from outside, like Vita, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you want to be the first to travel there from France, now's your chance. You can go there and surprise everyone and I think it's going to be a good vibe. If you haven't been to a LAN event yet for TFC, because it's been hard with TFC kind of growing within the frame of COVID and everything around the world, now's your chance. You can get there and meet a lot of players, maybe prep for Leipzig, we'll have inside 11 in Germany, another LAN event in EMEA. So it's a really good opportunity. And again, it's free. Free is good. So maybe tune in and check it out. And for the final update, but the most important one when it comes to news in this past week, we have the scrims, the in-houses that have been done throughout this entire week and starting already last week because I was planning to do it from Monday to Thursday, but players were begging me since like two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, Panda, can you organize the scrims? We need to prep. We all suck. We have to get better. So we did that and uh, we're looking at the comps right now. Hydra, you've been playing a lot of the scrims. First impressions, yep. general thoughts. Well, as you can see, hard steer, the, the most played comps, like Raikou always does. Uh... And other than that, it's mostly reroll comps. Raiko's looking at the average and he's, and he's starting to sweat. He's like, wait, 4.8. Nah, I, I already knew everything about these stats because I, I, I studied them. Right. We forgot. You're the spy in the, in the screen. You're not you're not playing, but you're watching everything. When I see that one person in the Google Sheets that have it open, it's, it's Raiko at night just looking through everything. 
Any surprises, Raptor, from what you've been playing, a ladder, what you've been playing in past GSCs to what we're seeing here? Yes, we're seeing like uh, on ladder as well, a lot of shift from four cost into the two cost river with uh, one of the super fun shit and uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we, we do see it reflect uh, here in the stats. We see the rise of Caitlyn after the, the buffs. And I'm a little surprised to see Seraph being in the 4.6. I think she's a little better than, uh, than the 4.6. Uh, maybe players are not playing it from uh, the right spot. But I do, th- I do want to uh, ask uh, both of you, uh, the players, how do you feel about this dynamic of like, when do I play focus and when do I uh, rerun Let's start with Aitor. You want to hear my secrets? When I go for yes. rerun, <laughs> I go for yeah, focus. Yeah. I mean, usually I try to go for forecast since I'm more comfortable with that, but when I see the spot for real comp, I just go with it. Like good items, I get the right chosen, or like have a good super fan setup, then it's like easy to pivot into a real comp. And there are so many of them which just require the super fan units and then like kind of similar items as well. They can so just flex between the real comps. You wouldn't walk into a game, get a seraphine chosen with no, no other seraphine and say, okay, I'm seraphine. Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> And like I take it, yeah, you play, yeah, uh, big, you play I think, yeah, that's the same for me. Like uh, my, Wait, you my can't copy answers, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to copy answer, but <laughs> like, I, so generally out. as a player, I'm more into the four costs, into the level up strategies. But if there is a good spot, a good reroll spot, I recognize, I I want to play the reroll. It's fine. But if it's not a good spot, I'm more the guy that tends to not go reroll unless it's a super good spot for the reroll. Yeah. Maybe that's also my bad. Sometimes it, it doesn't pay off. Sometimes I should go reroll. But if I don't see the perfect spot, I, I usually just go for my four cost comps. You, men- you mentioned, Raiko, that you didn't want to play hard steel GSC2 every game or most games. You had a different strategy that you were trying to play, your favorite comp. Yeah. You didn't tell us what yeah. it was. Do you want to share with the class what this the secret is? Oh, uh, I, I don't know if I can share it because it's going to be my, maybe my best comp in the upcoming final. No one's watching. Um, we, we don't have that many viewers. You can, you can share, right? But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I, I really like, I really like the, the Harry. Like everybody is not playing Ari. I, I, li- I like the Ari. I feel like it, she has some good potential. Yeah. Mostly with, with the, you know, is there any specific, you know, with Sentinel, with, with, with the Kali, with just the warrior setup, or just oh, you like that you can do so many different things? You know, there is Hydra. I can't, I can't give him this info. <laughs> like this guy, this guy is already a good player. Like the, maybe the best player ever. I, I need some, I need something for me. I need some. Right, I'm going gonna, gonna to sum up what Raiko just said. He basically came into the show today having a fake, <laughs> a fake tech he was going to leak to cover up his real tech. So Ari is not what he actually wants to play. There's some snack secret he's keeping hidden, but okay, we'll respect it. No, it's just, not hard see, still, right? No, I'm not, not going to lie. Like Ari is my favorite comp. Uh-huh. But yeah, I I I not I don't play Ari every every game. Okay, so I think now you'll just play Hearthstone again. <laughs> it's like the plot <laughs> twist. You're just setting it up, and then you'll just play Hearthstone and win the whole tournament <laughs> with a two five five Hearthstone. Hopefully, hopefully. Other than that, look at the rest of the comps. Senna incredibly strong, twenty five times. Obviously, the more a comp is played, the more likely it drifts towards average. In this case. 3.7, very, very high stats for a two-cost reroll, especially. And we're seeing, I think that's that's the big outlier. Uh, Riven is very strong as well in terms of win rates, but it is kind of a first-rate comp. If you don't play it from the right spot, I think, you know, I saw, I was compiling all the stats, obviously, so I, I kind of saw the patterns around certain comps, and Riven was almost always, you know, first, eighth, first, seventh, and most of the time it was like a Riven two, where you know they didn't hit, and that's why they went eighth. 
or seventh. Disco 4.3. Is that a surprise, Hydra, from the games you've been playing? Do you think players are getting better at optimizing Disco and I want to play it? Yeah, I think the players are getting better at optimizing it and you should play that combat region when you're oh, in my no. lobby. Okay, so <laughs> sounds like a little bit of sarcasm. It has good stats though. I mean, what's, what's the explanation? It's only 15 games, sure, but 4.3? Yeah, just right. go for it. Raikov, I recommend you. Disco. Hydra, I'm, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to surprise you. Okay. Because I, I, I like that. For, at the end I, know. Of the set, I don't know, I don't know uh, how many surprises you have, but... To be fair, to be fair, we have seen a little rise in Disco play. I did spice the opposite of a full uh, one-day stream of like try to analyze how to play Disco and how, how does, when it performs, why does it perform well? Like because of uh, prioritizing frontline and um, taking the frontline cho chosen instead of TF. Mm -hmm. And always claiming Morello on TF, like you don't prioritize TF items, you prioritize the frontline items. It can perform well. You just need to high the line a little bit and know what to prioritize. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, there was many spots where I've seen in the past, also casting games, where players are playing it from spots when they have a kind of a choice or a decision to say, hey, I had a disco open or whatever it is, I can, I can go all in on disco from spots where they just don't have enough gold where it's just very unlikely they actually hit and you are close to a good enough board to be able to fast line after that. Or just not the right setup. I think you, it's a combat you cannot force on any angle, whereas maybe something like Ari is a bit different where it's so flexible in terms of what you hit and how you can you know kind of form the final comp. There is more, much more flexibility around playing that more consistently and more, I think, regularly in most of your games, regardless uh, of your opener. Any other big surprises when it comes to the stats? Anything that really jumps out aside from two games of Evelyn and the reroll and in serious in-house scripts. Oh, the Olaf didn't perform well, actually. The Olaf rear, I mean, maybe three, three games, games, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's only three games. Maybe Punk reroll, actually, because mm -hmm. it's usually good come for top four, but average of five, 0 0.06, kind of bad. I think it might yeah. also be if there's slightly less, you know, more two-cost reroll, the tempo's higher stage three, and there's a little bit less hard still compared to the last patch. So there isn't that like very easy Three, you know, massive win streak all of stage two and three, and you kind of bleed out a little bit earlier. You have a few losses earlier. Oh yeah, could be. Where you just, I think, lose too much HP to actually have a, a guaranteed top three or four, like in last patch. But again, take this I mean, all with a grain of salt. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not a huge sample size. Players have not been playing as much as scrimmational. It's been a bit more quiet. Obviously, there's less players trying to to scrim. Only 32 this weekend, so kind of understandable. But okay, if that's all the tech you guys have to leak. We can move on to to the next segment of the show and that will be of course the power ranking and we have one official judge on the podcast today dark hydra you do your ranking every time we will see your ranking uh, individually one note to make for the judges nunibu will be replaced by dalesom for this edition and for all editions going forward you just didn't have the time commitment didn't really work out with the weekends and just i'd rather have someone that is fully committed to, to doing the rankings and making sure they have them ready on time so we have the graphics on time etc so that will be one change, and Solo Gazan will be dropping, and Demos and Raptor will actually be jumping in as an official judge starting from the next edition onward. So we'll have a bit more UNE rep for all the UNE complainers that's all EUS dominated. We have at least one more person who has eyes on that ladder and can tell when someone is doing well and can kind of showcase that in their individual ranking. But without further ado, let's move on to the snub list first. So these are the players that received votes, but did not crack the top 15 of the power rankings for this EMA finals for this ranking you can only vote for a player that's in the finals you can vote for 
like Coco, for example, he's not in the finals, you know, etc. Starting off with Experian at the very top, just barely not able to make it, I think, by three votes. I think the 15th at 32. Then we have players like Travis, who had a good showing in the last GSCs, maybe not so much on ladder compared to last sets. I'm so fresh, who got day one in GSC2, but still, I think, had a really good ladder performance this set and deserves to be here. But going with you, Raptor, any name here that surprises you that it's that it's on this list and not on the top 15? I'd put uh, Zoranash a little better than four points. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a good player. And we got Sparta and Experian maybe, maybe mm-hmm. should be a little higher. Do you think this is maybe the effect of Hearthstone not being as effective this set or this patch and them both being players that were playing very first or A styles all throughout last year's C2? Yeah, yeah it could very well be. Hydra, you're not on the list. Maybe you got zero votes. Who knows? But, Probably. Uh, oh, you forgot me again. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you surprised by by any name that, that's on this list and not top 15? Probably experience I would put top 15, but I would also expect Raikou to get more votes since I voted for him and he only has five points. I feel like, like the patch didn't change too much on Golden Special Cup 2. Mm-hmm. Mainly still hard steel and I guess Reol comes a lot. But I think Raikou's riding the confidence from the tournament win and gonna do well in regionals. Echo, is this a holy moly moment? Yourself? No, no, I, I totally expected this because yeah, I think I still need to, I don't know, prove myself in the EMEA final, but I would have put it in the, in the top 15, the experienced guy, because he's one of the, like he's uh, constantly on top of the ladder in this set. Okay. So I think uh, he's gonna be like one guy to fear. And also the I'm so fresh guy, because he's also like the experienced. They are both on top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. So I think this makes them like, I fear them more than like other players. Well, we'll see what the top 15 looks like because maybe, maybe you'll fear those players as well. Oh, okay. Of course, of course. <laughs> but I'm surprised. I think the biggest thing with him is probably just the fact that he got day one. Jesse, of course, it's six games. It's not a lot of sample size. You know, it's hard to really tell off of that. He had a great ladder performance, but players are going to look at the recency of the last tournament and say, oh, this player did not perform well. I don't know if I can put him in the top 15. And it's, it's a very competitive field. We're in EMEA finals, top 32 in EMEA. Uh, it's very hard to make a ranking that doesn't include these players, of course, but it's a very, very stacked roster overall. And Experian, he was only three points away, so just on the edge of not making it. And I think Experian and a few other French players, they still are kind of suffering from the consequence of maybe not having that much visibility in terms of like their their experience in like a veteran kind of, uh, they haven't been doing this well for as long as other French players. So they're still kind of, cementing their, I think, their reputation coming to this set. But I agree with you. I think Experian has been popping off. I think a few more players in France who are in the top 15, like Tardaman, like Gidozor, I think have been popping off and maybe have earned that maybe a tiny bit more. But overall, we'll see. We'll see the top 15 because we're ready. Drumroll, please. Top 15 power ranking for EMEA finals. Once again, Germany on top. Wet Jungler on top. Not a perfect score, like we saw with double in the historic ranking, but two... Rankings in a row now. Number one in the rankings. Is this an agree from you, Rapture? Are you surprised? Do you think he's a more dominant player? Well, I mean, from watching him one stream, and uh, I think he's a bit saying he's one of the best, in, if not the best in the uh, EMEA. And uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Idris, is, is Bajangler someone you're prepping with at all? Is, is some, you know, what are your opinions on him as a player after his you know second place at Worlds, for example, last sets? Yeah, I think he's at the moment the best player in you and... I've been talking to him a lot the last few days, and we've been playing scrims together and talking about the game. So I'm sure he's gonna do well. He's confident. Maybe he goes to Worlds again. Who knows? See, quite a story. <laughs> maybe maybe Raiko takes a spot. Maybe. 
I don't know. I I also think that Wet Jungle is a really good player. I I ranked him really high in the in the EMA, and he deserves like he deserves uh, the the spot. I I take. We'll look at both your individual rankings later to see how they contrast with this main ranking. But in this top three, we do have a different top three than we saw before. Double Double Sixty One is still there, I think, especially when it comes to EMA finals. This is a player that just you know turns on for EMA finals. He takes it very very seriously. He doesn't play league and get the challenger like he did maybe coming into GSC2. <laughs> He's fully locked in every single time. And I think we've seen his performance. He's never disappointed when it comes to EMA finals. This, is, this may be his tournament more than any other player. So I think regardless of his results recently, although he had did very well this weekend, obviously at the, the French Cup, the French finals, but you can't really count out. And Enzo, similarly, I think he had an upsurge this last weekend. He gained a lot of confidence, maybe give uh, our, you know, our judges some confidence as well that he's back. The peak form, because when Enzo is in his top, top game, I think we saw in set eights, he maybe is one of the highest peaks in EMEA overall. Uh, and then Hydra, fourth place. Hydra, you're happy with this ranking? You're on the list Yeah, actually time. happy. Fourth place, um, I think it's actually a bit higher than I expected. If you but could vote for yourself, where would you put yourself on your on your ballot? I would probably put myself fifth. Okay. Who would you have above Look. yourself, other than these, these three? It's actually hard to say. I would put Red Jungler Double Enzo for sure above me mm -hmm. in the last spot. I don't remember exactly who I voted. Fourth place. I put Canvas a bit low on my list because I was... Mm -hmm. I guess I'll talk about it later when yeah. you show my voting. Canvas, yeah. fifth place, right after you, as you mentioned. Had a very good showing last week as well. My top eight of the Hex League finals. Although he did not have a great result in GSC2. But yeah. we could maybe blame a lack of focus already being kind of partially already qualified, as far as I know, to finals. So let's 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 see this this finals this weekend. We'll have a, a really good, you know, understanding of where each player is when they're fully locked in, fully focused. Of course, everything is at stake this, this upcoming weekend. And then to knock off, as we see here, there's a huge gap between we see Ging, Salvi, and Tinar in that top eight, but then a massive jump from Tinar 8.0 to solo 5.4. Do you agree with this, Raiko? Do you think this top eight is that much further ahead than everyone else? I I kind of agree, maybe on the top four. I, I put Salvi in the top five, at least. I really respect Salvi. Like, I feel like he is one of the best players ever. And I don't know, because uh, solo Gesang, I feel like he really got better and better. Every every single set, he got he get better. So I don't know. I feel like solo Gesang might be like at, at in the top eight. But it's my opinion. Yeah, maybe maybe that this top eight, maybe it's good that maybe it's okay that it's so there is this such a gap. I don't know, but I I would have, I would put Sorogesang in the top eight also. I think Chenar is one player to mention because he's really earned I think much more respect this set. He's already been one of the the quiet, very big performers historically in EMEA. and even in the fantasy draft, players were surprised that no one was was trying to buy Chenar, for example. He made day three, both GSCs. He's had very consistent performances. This step, I think, really across the entirety of EMEA overall. Or do you agree, Raptor, that he's kind of finally getting hit the rewards for being so consistent? Yes. I think he, I think it's good. And I think he should be a little higher, maybe. Oh. And uh, yeah, I think he will see more surprises uh, in the future. Do you think Gang will ever be dethroned as the top Turkish player? It's very possible, yes. It's very oh, possible. spicy. Maybe not historically, but I, I, on yeah, form? Yeah, it, it's possible. Okay, okay. Set, set 15. 
<laughs> I mean, King, so you guys don't know, but we have stats around the amount of games that players have played in Rising Legends in total. And number one player is King. He has 237 official matches within the Rising Legends circuit since the beginning, which is a crazy amount. He has, two, he has 200 more official matches than someone like Blasted Moon, who's also playing in the CMA finals. So it just goes to show how long Ging has been around for. Let me see, Chinar, yeah, Ging shaking, clearly. A few more performances like this, Chinar, and, and you'll get there, I think. And then look at the rest of the, the list. Solo, Geduzor rewarded, I think, accurately for his very, very good set, both on ladder. I mean, not so much in tournaments. I think Jesse Chewie didn't do so hot, but overall, I think he's been a really, really good performer for France. Skipeas and then Tardaman, very similar. Zoro, very similar. I think these are French players that have really exploded in this set, you know, starting to get rewarded, I think, for, for their performances. And then Volta, back in the top 15, was not here, if I recall correctly, the last ranking. And Rubik, another Turkish player, to round things off, three Turkish players in the top 15. Is this uh, surprising to you, Reiko, that, that Turkey is um, not just getting now? So, technically, I, I also voted for Rubik. I, 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 it doesn't surprise me because I feel like Rub, Rubik is really good. Also, Sina and Salvi, sorry, and Ging. But Rubik especially and Ging because I saw them on the ladder and they constantly did well in the EU West ladder. So I think they are good players. Look at the scrim stats as well. I don't know if you've had in your games, Hydra, but Rubik has been really good in scrims. I think you two are the two players who put in a decent amount of volume and also had, you know, 3.2 or 3.3 uh, AVPs for, for the few scrims you guys played. Have you been playing with him at all? Do you, do you recognize his, his gameplay or his game style at all? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, you're just giga-focused. I know it's nine games that I played in the EU scrims, and then I played, like, the other scrims with the NA people, right. like, mm -hmm. mix EU NA, and I played, like, 30 games-ish of those. Mm -hmm. So those nine games are way back in the past, so I don't remember them clearly. Mm -hmm. So I can't really say how much, how good he played in the, those nine games, if I played with him. And yeah. Volta being back in the ranking, what are your, what, you know, all three of you, thoughts on Volta in this set specifically? Do you guys think he's going to come back and maybe get a chance to go back to Worlds after last sets. You met him in Berlin, obviously, Hydra. What was your experience like meeting Volta in person? How is he in person? He seems a bit... He's a nice guy, actually. He's... Okay. It's a bit hard for him to communicate because he doesn't oh. speak English too well, but I want to have a good time with him. Okay. Like we played some letter games, sniped each other and stuff. Fun time. <laughs> and do you think he's going to perform for this finals? Do you think he can maybe... I think he had a really good start into the set. Where he was yeah. like top 10 with two accounts. He was like really pushing the rank ladder. Mm -hmm. He was playing for snapshots and then he had like one bad snapshot and he kind of just lost motivation after that. And then he just was kind of stuck in the lowerish LP. But he has been doing well in the GCs and qualified for regionals that way. And I think if he's gonna prep for regionals, he's gonna perform well for sure. Like he's one of those guys that can always perform. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think it's a lot of French players, maybe it's a, a case of focus to some degree where now there's no excuses you know everyone is, is locked and loaded for this weekend there's you know no one is not try harding or not taking it seriously I think everyone is, is trying their absolute best because because worlds is at stake i think everyone that's the main goal for most competitors in mea making yeah. it to worlds or if they've made it already making it and doing better than last set in your case for example hydra so we'll see i think this is a real test and no one can can say anything like oh i wasn't trying it's gonna be a real test this weekend to see because actually you know the, the top performers the s tier players I wanted to quickly go with all three of you, starting with you, Raptor. One player that you think should significantly change their position as top 15, either higher or lower. Significantly, I think Stipe uh, should be a little higher. I don't think 
there should be significant changes here. Mm -hmm. Hydra? Can go with the same with Raptor. I would put Scipio's lower. Oh. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> we have a discussion point here for later. But it's it. just because I don't really like his playstyle too much, the way he's playing, and I feel like it's good against lower skilled players. So he's good against those, but in like high stack lobby, he's not going to perform too well. What do you think his playstyle is? Can you define it for, for our viewers who don't maybe know as much? He plays some really Vietcoms, off meta comms usually, and okay. pushes level, takes like Viet augments sometimes, makes some Viet decisions that sometimes can pay off if he doesn't get punished by like strong lobby. And yeah, sometimes it's not going to pay off. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit, yeah, it depends a bit on the lobby and stuff. And if he has like a good day, he can still do well, obviously, but just because I don't enjoy his playstyle doesn't mean it's bad, right? So yeah, it just maybe is jarring for you to look at, or you don't kind of vibe yeah. with it. But it could still, in his you know could different way, it could, it could work out. Could still perform, yeah. And Raiko, for you, any player that you think should be much higher or much lower on this list? I I agree with Dark Hydra. Maybe Skipaius. I would I would just put him like <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it is a really good player. What, what you want, like you want to move him sideways now? <laughs> Down, up, and then to the side. But okay. yeah, I I maybe I would change. Uh, I I feel like Salvi deserves more. I okay. I don't know because that 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 top five top six is already super stacked. But I think Salvi in tournament is maybe like is one of the guys that I don't want to face in tournament. So. I must say Salvi, like in top five at least. And Salvi, we haven't mentioned it because it happened a little bit longer ago, but he is the German champion for this set. He did win the, the German TRC, the Prismatic A1 League. So he's also a player that has the confidence of winning another championship, although being kind of a smaller one. He did really well, of course, in set seven, uh, where he was very, very close to making it to Worlds as well in the top eight in that, that final lobby with Dragonlands. So maybe going to go for a comeback. Yeah, the um, thing with Salvi is he's yeah. been doing really well in the GC and TSC. Like he won TSC, he got second place in GC and first GC he was really like day three top 15 somewhere along those lines mm -hmm. the only thing that stood out to me this set and other sets is his ladder performance I feel like he's just playing more for fun in ladder which is why he's mm -hmm. low LPE but he's taking the tournament series and chosen the results yeah I think a yeah. lot of the the opinions on most of the judges are high level ladder players who do a lot of their judging uh, depending on if they see these players in the lobby that they see them doing well because I think that is obviously the most accurate way to rate a player's level when you have a huge sample size on ladder so I get why some players might not be believers just yet but I agree with you Raiko I think it's always a player you can't count out I think similar to someone like Volta uh, they're just someone that can always do well in EMA finals especially uh, and one player I'll mention who is not on the list that I think should be is Dalesom in the in the chat as well I think he's really Popping off in scrims, has good, had very good patches on this set. I think he's a player that can do well when it comes to having to clutch up and play for maybe the hard steal and kind of first or eight style in many games, but also a lot of reroll recently. So two Spanish players. We had zero Spanish players last set. I was very, very sad, very disappointed. We have Staff on Nadesom now. I don't believe they've been prepping together with Chuso, and I think they can actually do really well. And Nadesom, I think he was like 21st or so when he came to the points, so they didn't crack the top 15, but I think it can be a big surprise this weekend. A lot to see. And that ends up panning out. And regarding the totals, them being a bit odd, the ordering, it's because some players are judges, so their average score is, is divided by more more people that can vote for them or can't vote for them, basically. So the totals are correct. It's just you're, you're divided by one more person, basically, in the case of Canvas. Yeah, that, that covers everything with the, with the power rankings. 
I think it's a very accurate power ranking for the most part. I think the players that did well as sets that maybe could have been overlooked have not been overlooked. Players like Gedusor, players like Tardeman. I'm glad they made it into this ranking. I think it reflects their form coming into this EMA Finals. But with the rankings out of the way, we come to the most fun parts, well, almost the most fun part of the tournament of the podcast, which will be the fantasy draft. But first, the agree or disagree with chat interaction as well. So we're going to have the chance for chats to get involved with the polls and with these different statements. You can vote if you agree or disagree. I will, of course, go to our different members here on the podcast and you guys can give your opinions on these statements. First one, drumroll please. Is it controversial? Is it not? The addition of portals as a permanent set mechanic is a great thing for the game. This, of course, is from the learnings article that was published by developers in this last week which I'm not sure if Mortag was the one writing it or just in general the devs, stated that portals will be a mainstay mechanic like Augments have been in the past few sets for all sets going forward. Raptor, agree or disagree? So so at the call, I, I do agree. I think removing the skeleton is very good for the game. It's a mechanic, mechanic that shouldn't be in the game, the, the check that who can click faster on his mouse. Uh, but I do need to put... Uh, you need to not put four fun portals, like so many four fun portals. You you can have one, you can have two, you can get the Kabrik and the Wandering Diner and whatever, but you need to make sure the portals are A, fun and not the thumb or something uh, like that. Mm-hmm. And B, to have balanced and like low impact portals and then the four fun portals. So yes, I agree, but with an exclamation. I mean, coming to this set, they did have a bit more control. Obviously we had Wandering Trainer and a few more added now at kind of the later stages of the set. But overall, the idea was to have a bit less variance with the portals and be, have them be a little bit less warping, I think is what you're trying to say. Hydra, agree or disagree? With the statement that said, I agree that it's a good thing that they stay permanent in the game because yeah, the opening carousel wasn't that great, even though I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but yeah, I agree with Raptor as well because I hate most of the portals, so... Most games I'm already tilted going into the game. So yeah, there should be a bit maybe they should like get like a system where there's like one for fun portal, one like non impactful portal. Mm-hmm. And then let players choose. Because sometimes you can just get three bad portals and then I know you're stuck with a bad portal. Like rendering trainer, full prosthetic, prep brave, I don't know, just drawing. You'll have like a fail safe. Where you have like some categories and, and you're always yeah. gonna have one from like a low impact category for example. One low impact, one higher impact maybe, so yeah. That makes some sense. That's some variants. Raiko is a hard steel enjoyer. I I agree. <laughs> I agree because I, I like the portals in general. Bad okay. and one. And and good ones. I, I like them. It's fine. Do you guys think there will ever be a thing where in tournaments some portals are banned or are not available? Do you think that the tech will ever be there? Do you think there's there's any implement like any you know riot will ever agree to this, for example, or no? No, and I sh- I should I, I don't think it should be. Because uh, for a viewer, like it's so fun to see like wandering trainer and club. It's like for viewers, it's fun. For what it's worth, as a caster, I'm always on your sides. I'm always, you know, calling makes. Uh, we don't want to pick wandering trainer. We want to go for low variance. But I mean, wandering trainer is actually fine. They're like whereas once, <laughs> if you high roll, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm a no high, known high roller. Fine. I do agree with Alison though. <laughs> if you are not a top four player in your lobby, just vote for the four fun pl- portal. At the start of the set, when I was playing in Wild Rumble, Outer Race, and playing a lot, I was relatively, you know, in high-level lobbies all throughout the first maybe two weeks of the set. 
I was voting the highest variance portal I could possibly vote for to try and find any kind of edge when I'm playing against, you know, Dark Hydra or Volta or all these big names. So I agree in that sense. If you're in a GSC day one, if you don't even know how you made the GSC, if you qualified a little bit by luck, maybe that's your opportunity to vote for for fun and try and, you know, high variance your way into day two. You, okay, you so know we'll, what this we'll reminds me? Uh -huh. It reminds me, like, I would say the same. I don't know if, it, like, I would say the same for the people that votes playing in a two days patch because like they, they, they can't compete and then they vote for playing in a two days patch Golden Spatula Cup. That's, That's the only case. way, yeah. like this is my, my take. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't. If okay. you know you are a worse player than the field on average, yeah, the more variance you have I, in your games, the better. Yeah, That's, yes, you yes. know, mathematically That's fine. correct. So we're all in agreement as always. I don't, I don't think very controversial statements, it seems. <laughs> Moving on to agree or disagree number two, very different topic. A 4v4 team-based competition is a format Riot should continue trying to develop and allocate resources towards. And an idea here is what a TFT World Cup, for example, would look like. For 4v4 tournaments, we have the current one is being played unofficially, not from Riot. Martin and Lornik are playing a 4v4 tournament. I, I participated with a Spanish team. It's very fun. It's obviously not the highest stake tournament, but there are some big, big te uh, teams overall. Enzo was playing with Coco, for example, the French team. Zora was in it. There's a lot of big Spanish teams with Odessa and Chusor playing one team, Balesom and Safo on another. Uh, it was really fun. I We had Super Brawl last set, didn't have it this set, but do you guys agree it's a format that could continue to be developed and could be continued to, to kind of have it as an official format in the future, maybe with a TFT World Cup, similar to like a, a football World Cup where you have the top 12 or 16 biggest countries in the world competing in like a group stage 4v4 format into a championship bracket, Raptor. Agreed to uh, so, so I actually played the, in a 4v4 tournament like three days ago, I think. And it was very fun. It was very enjoyable. It brings to the table like things uh, that you don't think about when you play solo queue or when you play a competitive solo. I think I agree, but... With all the things that happening in esports right now, the the question is: Does Riot have the resources to allocate to to those tournaments? Like as mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't affect the the TFT that we know right now, then yes, I think uh, it could be a good thing. So you think it's a positive, but you you wouldn't have it replace anything in the current structure for the most part. Yes. Mm -hmm. I draw. Yeah, I agree with the statement. I think. Or if our tournaments are a lot of fun, like the Super Brawl was a lot of fun in set mm -hmm. nine. And I really enjoy playing with other people, like being in voice and just having fun playing the game and playing a tournament makes it even more fun. So it's always nice. The only thing I'm a bit concerned about is um, like, when do you do the 44 tournament? Because I feel like there are already a lot of tournaments right now with like TSC going on, GC, ladder snapshots. It's a lot of time investment if you don't play full-time TFT. Mm -hmm. I think the magic with this is that you can have subs on a team and you can do it oh. during the week, midweek, very slow pace in terms of it's not done in one weekend. You can space it out. The Lornik Lumarpin tournament that's being done now was spaced out over several patches in several weeks. So it's it's very low commitment. You kind of, you can even reschedule matches. Of course, it's not really an official tournament, so it's much easier. But the, the general idea is if you have, say, instead of a four-player team fixed, one for play, I don't know, let's say you do a World Cup for countries like France, mm -hmm. it'd be hard to pick only four French players. Yeah, true. But if you have an eight-player roster with, you can shuffle different players for each team, you know, and have 
availability, be easier and all this. I think it could work out midweek, for example. Just have it be more slow paced. But I agree if it's official from Riot, that might be a little bit difficult. So we'll see. Yeah, but overall, I think it's a really great thing. I would love to see it. Raiko, do you have any Super Bowl yeah, experiences I... to talk about? Yeah, I, I I agree. I I like the four v fourteen base. I also think uh, like the first time I I listened something about four v four in TFT, I was like, holy moly, this is the future of TFT. Because in my opinion, the four v four like takes out everything, uh, every RNG uh, aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also I have the same concerns because maybe like it's not gonna be easy making this game a four v four or like I don't know if they have the the time etc. So. I, I agree. I agree, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what can be cooked we'll see. in the future. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm also a big proponent. I really like it. In Legends of Runeterra, the card game from Riot that I casted before TFT, we had Lore Masters, and it was kind of a, a nation-based tournament in Europe. One of the highlights of my casting career. Super, super fun. Very unique format. There was like a, a, a ban, like draft ban phase, like in League, but for a card game and for like decks. Very, very unique. And all the players that participated, they loved it. They all had like really, really glowing reviews around uh, the extra labor strategy that normally adds because even in TFT, the aspect of communicating, uh, the aspect of how carousels are different, how choosing specific comps, like there's another layer of very, very, I think, high level complexity added on top of already a complex game like TFT. So it really does at the highest level without taking into account like matchmaking and all this stuff, I think add like a, a really interesting element to a, to a TFT tournament. So we'll see. I also agree though, for the, for the, for the record. Final agree or disagree before we move on to the fantasy draft. After set fours, chosen and set tens, headliner, mixed results as set mechanics, Riot should never bring this mechanic back in future sets. Raptor? <laughs> Not in the nearing future. Uh, we had it uh, for set four. We had it on set ten. We don't need it until set 30. I think, I think it's, it, was, it was an experience. It was, was fine. It was fine to the beginning, but it warps the game in, in a certain way that I don't really like. Okay. Hydra? I agree with the statement. I don't like headline or chosen. It, I feel like it feels like a worse TFT to me. Mm-hmm. No more, I like set 4 and set 10, like the unit itself and like the game, how it felt, but the chosen mechanic just kind of ruined the sets for me a bit. Right, go. I, I I strongly disagree because I I really like the the chosen mechanic. I didn't like it in set four because in the way it was proposed in set four, it was I I, I wanna have the chosen that gives me a flexibility. But in set four, you you pick a chosen, you can't find another one. But in this set, in my opinion, with the chosen, like the gameplay is super fluid, super dynamic. So I I, I like it. I mean, I disagree with this. I I would love Chosen. Maybe not in the next set. Maybe not in the next two sets, but maybe, I don't know. Finally, after after six of these, we found one where everyone does not agree or disagree (laughs) on the same same thing. Thank you, Raiko. (laughs) I picked a good one. Okay, so now I know to talk about set mechanics and then I'll find some some disagreements. (laughs) I agree, actually. I'm not a big fan. I, you know, with this set specifically, I always, I imagine, I think the base of the set, the thematic base, you know, everything else around it, and I felt the same with set nine to some degree, is very good, but it feels like the set mechanic is like a asterisk that weighs down a bit negatively on the set. I imagine what the set would have looked like without Chosens, and I don't know, I think it would have been obviously different because you have to balance and change things around so it works out, but I imagine it being better in my experience. I haven't been a huge fan, I haven't been playing as much the last few weeks since I kind of stopped having to as much. 
I've also just been watching more for these next few tournaments, but I'm looking forward to set 11. Let's keep, let's, you know, say it like that basically. So I agree. So I'm not coming back in my opinion. But without of the way, it's time for the most important part of the podcast. The most fun part for me after finally doing my first fantasy draft in last week's or, or two weeks ago's episode. The fantasy draft is here for EMA finals. Only 32 players on the competitor list. The best of the best. It's going to be much harder. I think for GSC2 with 64 players to choose from, it's too easy to choose a very good team. In this case, maybe a bit harder to have that, you know, expendables a tier team with all these great superstars but for quickly looking at last time's draft results from gsc number two a big round of applause and congratulations to kevin parker who was flamed for the team he chose full of germans but in the end everyone on his team except for kevin himself made it to day three and made a very far run so kevin had to take the hit he sacrificed himself in day one but uh, with that, he was able to elevate all his other well, German competitors and Zyko just added in into day three and into very, very good results. And Dark Hydra, you had you were one of the reasons. 91 points, very good 11th place in the, the day three of last GSC. Yeah, I finished second, pretty happy. Listen, if I am, you know, disappointed by Lecoco getting day one, I accept that. That is an anomaly. So I think I was in contention to winning as well. And Alan, well... I'm surprised points. you finished second by picking Alan. <laughs> Achievement. I was playing with four players and I still almost made it. <laughs> and then we have Alan, third place. Again, he had two players day one and then overall mixed result, but still had, had to run the double and Zoro doing pretty well. And Noel with maybe what could be historically the worst result in maybe all future fantasy drafts as well. Not a single player made it past day one. If Noel is ever on this podcast again and he chooses you on his fantasy draft team, you are going to be cursed. You're going to be day one. Because all them big names here, Canvas, Gang, Experian, all did not make it past day one of GSC2. Any big surprises with how this draft turned out for any of you? Raptors, I mean, the Mavs lineup looked stacked and he got like barely any points. So yeah, yeah. bit of a surprise there. Did you guys, uh, Raptor, you were watching last episode. Hydra, were you watching as well? So you guys know kind of the vibes. Raiko, are you watching? So I, I didn't watch, but I, I, oh, I imagine the, the, the good vibes. <laughs> let's see. Let's see Raiko's strategy. So quick rule reminder for all of you. We have $100, which will be euros in the next episode, I promise. We'll make this, you know, officially EMEA. You have $100 to bid with and to acquire players, it's like an auction. We will go in order, starting with Raptor. He's going to bid one player. We're going to see current bid, and then we will take turns going higher on his bid if we choose to, to take that player and then once that you know the person goes highest no one else wants to go higher than that that person keeps the player and the cost that they auctioned for is deducted from their budget you need at least one dollar for each player so keep this in mind when you have a few slots left or you have little money you have to at least have one dollar left over for your last player other than that you can start the bid at one dollar or you can start a bid at 20 or 30 dollars that's up to you up to your strategy and whatever you want to do and I won't give you any tips. This is for you to learn on your own as you progress. But Raptor, you can start us off. Who is your first bid for the EMI Finals Fantasy Draft? I'm bidding. I, I, I put my money where my mouth is. I bid to Skipeus in the dollar. Skipeus, $1. Does anyone go higher on Skipeus? It's your side of picking, picking. <laughs> no. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Skipeus for $7. It's yours. 
Okay. <laughs> I will take Skipayas for $7. And now I'm not the one doing the fantasy draft, so I'll be able to stay focused on, on how the bids are happening, thankfully. So I'll, that will be Skipayas for me for $7. I think it's steal. Okay. And $2 cheaper than Allen, Jesse 2 I will take that. <laughs> Hydra, your turn to, to bid. Uh, $1 on experience. Two dollar. Okay. Over. I'll go five. We can we can go up by more than one dollar each bit, guys. We have a hundred dollars okay. to work with. <laughs> I know the economy is not so good in EBA right now, but we have we have no, no, this. but yeah, we are TFT players, so we try to like be uh, min max. Yeah, min max. Yeah, min max. But we don't have an hour to defend. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's fine. I, I. You you can pick uh, Experian. Okay. Experian for five dollars. That's the final bet. Yeah. No one wants to go higher. Hydra, Ryko, no. no, no, no. I'm I'm fine. Okay. Raptor, Experian for five dollars. I have to be careful if I bid for for small amounts because I have only four slots left. I think that's a pretty good. That's a good steal. So Experian five dollars. Ryko, you're a bid now. Salvi, one dollar. $5. Salvi, $5. $10. Ten dollars for Salvi. The German champion. 20 for Salvi from Demacian Raptor. 15. 15. Wait, wait, he went Salvi. <laughs> Raptor. Or Ryko. Raptor just bid 20 for Salvi. Ah, sorry. I, sorry. Oh, sorry. I didn't see. I, I didn't see. I don't know what, what Italian tactics these are, but you cannot go lower on the <laughs> No, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing with Mafia or anything. Like, uh, no. <laughs> I'm fine. You you can pick Salvi for 20. For 20. 22. 22. 25. <laughs> I like how you said he can have for 20. <laughs> if if you right. want it, I also want it. Rico has some advanced strategies, Hydro. We're not ready for this. He's first underbidding <laughs> on illegal amounts and then overbidding after we pass. So 26, Raptor. Is that the current bid? Okay. Yes. And it was higher. Or Salvi, the current German champion. This is the second best TRC in EMEA. He's a champion of it. 27. 27. Hydra's convinced. 28. 28 for Salvi from Raptor. Right, go your moment. No? I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay, 30. 30 for Salvi. We're getting close to the all star levels, usually in NA in the fantasy draft. So you know Raiko as well. Is it 30? Yeah, 30. The absolute best players, the S tier players, Raiko, tend to go from 35. To forty-five dollars. Okay. Okay. But just keep it in mind as a relative value, if you'd like. So you're on thirty. What was the last bet? Thirty-one. Thirty-one for Salvi from Raptor. You finish off at thirty-one. Raiko. Yeah. You're turning again. Fine. I'm fine. Raiko's been fine for a while. <laughs> All right. Raptor All right. Salvi for thirty-one dollars. Two players now on your team. Three slots left. Hydra and Raiko are still waiting. Uh, to get involved in the competition. They're biding their time. Oh, Raiko, you can vote for yourself. This is not like the rankings. You're okay, you okay. Yourself, if you'd like. Ah, okay, 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 okay. And it's my turn to bid. I will put up um I'm gonna go with Chinar for ten dollars. Eleven. 
11 from Raptor. I'm fine. 15. 15 from Hydra. Right, well, at some point, maybe the player will run out <laughs> if you're still getting the funnel. No, I'm fine. 90, I'm fine. I, I, I know my shots. I know, I know. For someone who's never watched a fantasy draft, you're very confident. <laughs> you have, like, already a whole plan <laughs> ready to go. You have, like, a spreadsheet on the side, like Bryce, with, with like, the, the best values for each player. So I think I got very surprised, though. 15 for Chinar. That's the last bid. Mm, I'm fine. Good I will go 16 for Chinar. 17. I will go 18 for Chinar. Can I go 20? 20. Okay, you can have them. Dark Hydra. First player, Chinar. 20 bucks. Raptor, your bid. I'll go Dark Hydra for 62. Dark Hydra for $62. A bold move. Hydra, you have $80 to work with. I mean, yeah. You bet yourself in the pickums last last season. You had confidence in your own results, and you won both EMA champion and almost almost. Yeah, but I think game. I'm going third or fourth place this time. So I'll make it two worlds, but I'm not winning. So 65? I'm not going to take <laughs> No, 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 no. Can't have me for that much. Raiko, is this part of your plan? Are you betting 65 for Dark? Dark Hydra was one of my guys, but yeah, you, you can <laughs> have him. Go for it. You, you can money. have him. You can have him. All right, Raptor, 64, Dark Hydra. 62. I, I, can't, I can't take it before. 62. 62, 62. Okay, yeah. I mistake. The Raptor can't bid anymore. I can yeah. bid $1. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Raptor is pretty much <laughs> yeah. locked out, so you would no one else wants. Which is, I mean, it's still EMA finals. It's all pretty much only good players, so... It won't be that much of a downside, I think. But that is going to be most likely the highest bid for this fantasy draft. Hydra, how do you feel about being, at least from the fantasy draft? Thanks, I guess. <laughs> he has the, the, the extra confidence now. Raptor, you said it. it for, for success. <laughs> so that's Dark Hydra or Raptor for this issue. <laughs> I'm going to end now to the fantasy draft. It's all set up. Hydra, your bid. Um, yeah. Um, Voltarius, one dollar. Five. Oh, Raikou's waking up. Oh, it's one of his players. He's one of his guys, as you said. <laughs> okay, so Raptor, you're out of contention. You can't bid for Volta. Volta, five dollars. I'm going ten. Ten for Volta. Thirteen. Thirteen. You know, went to Worlds last set. One of the historically best players in all of EMEA. Only for $13, right, cool? I mean, Panda, you can bid as well. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going sure 14 I'm gonna, then. I'm going to believe in the French that much. This Thanks. French. Count that right, I have Volta for free. 16. 16 for Volta. 16. Let me check the list. No, I'm going 18, Volta. You can have Volta for me. You can have 18. All right, Dark Hydra. You acquired Volta for $18, staying at a at a nice, you know, $20 average level. I like the strategy. Gotta get five great players, maybe not the best, but maybe greats. We'll see. 
if that's going to be the the game plan. And let's see now. It's going to be Raiko, your bid. Uh, I must say uh, double 61. Ooh. Five, $5. $5 for double. I will go $25 for double. Dirty. $30 for double. I draw fine. Oh, no, I'm out. Not interested? Nope. I will do 32 for double. 35. 36. 38. 39. Double is yours. I mean, it's not mine. <laughs> Holy. I'll get double I... for $39. Uh. All right, you sure you don't want any players? Or? No, I, I want some <laughs> players. Like you. This is a pretty genius strategy. You're going to have full selection over uh, the leftovers once once we're all done. So my bid, I'm going to bid uh, Dalesom for $1. 10 10 for Dalesom. Hydra? I'm out. All right, Raiko, Dalesom is your turn. Oh, okay, my first really? player, nice. I don't have that much money. If I got him for one, I would take him. Dalesom, I'm sorry, but <laughs> if I get you for one, I need to buy need to buy a few more players with D4. Raptor? Uh, I don't, I don't think you can bid on anyone. I don't know. So, uh, I mean, I'm bidding now, right? Yes, you are bidding, and there's a mix-up. Dalesom is going for $10 to Raiko, not for me, unfortunately, for one. I would I would like this, but <laughs> Raiko has Dalesom for 10 and Raptor, you can bid. Okay, so I'm gonna bid um, bricks for one. Bricks for one. Anyone want to bid for bricks for more than one dollar? Raiko's strategy is finally showing up. <laughs> he's outbidding Raptor, so he's still locking his players one by one. Bricks for two. Hydra, are you interested? Uh, nope. Well, Raptor, unfortunately, you can no longer bid for bricks. <laughs> so, Raiko, bricks is yours for $2. Wait, I'm bidding now, right? Bob, yes. yes. Let's go Canvas 10. Canvas 10. Hopped off in the French tournament last weekend. He's in good form. I'm going to say 15 for Canvas. 15 for Canvas. It's uh, expensive for my budget, but I could have both both cousins. That's that's something special. I think that's like a yeah. You should go for it. Team, so much money still. All right, canvas for sixteen. Eighteen canvas. Nineteen for canvas. Twenty-two. I drunk. Twenty-two. All right, cool. one sir. Uh, 24. 24. 25. 25. 25. Canvas. 26. Look, I know Hydra, it's a strat. I know your strategy. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It's 
it's yours. I'm not gonna pay twenty six. Nice. Right, twenty six Cambys goes to Dark Hydra, and we're starting to even out our well, except for Raptor, of course, our totals. <laughs> and and Raikou still has to get involved with the major players. You put him up to bid, right, Hydra Cambys? Yeah, I did. All right, so Raikou, your bid next. Um, my. My best player is gonna be Solo Gesang, one dollar. <laughs> one dollar. You, you open up with Kamil Isling, he's gonna be your best player on your fantasy draft team, and you bid one dollar for him. No, I mean one dollar because it's the start of the bid. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna bid more later. Wait, but you can you can start the bid higher. You know this, right? Yeah, I, I'm gonna start with one dollar. Okay. <laughs> Hydra. Ah, uh, five dollar. Five dollars for Solo. Have you been prepping with Solo at all for this tournament? A little bit, yeah. Any insight, insider information? No. <laughs> it's going to influence the bit. $5, Raiko. 15 for solar. 15 Hydra? Panda? I'm not, I'm not interested in solo. I love him as a player, but <laughs> my strategy is elsewhere. Uh, 17. 20. 20 for solo. 20 for solo. Who does Raikou want next? I just I mean, 21 solo is actually fine. 21 solo. Yeah. 22. Please. <laughs> you can't you can't bag in the middle of the bitch. <laughs> you have $88 Raikou and you're begging Hydra not to bet above 22. No, he thinks he can keep the money to buy Boger later. At 23. 26. 26. For Solo. 26. Mm. Yeah, you can have him. Right. Raiko, $26 okay. for Solo Song. My turn to bid. I will bid for Raiko for one dollar. I'm out. <laughs> don't, don't do the Allen to me. If you do the Allen to me, I'm, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> no, I think one dollar for Raiko would be, I mean, absolute steal. I'd be very, very happy. Look, I must say five dollar, but please take me. Like I don't want to take myself, but I don't want to see myself with one dollar. I mean, five is good, right? Five only, think People are going to see the fantasy draft on Twitter and they're going to see you only for $5 and they'll think, this guy's not very good if he's going for $5. You have to hype yourself up, you know? Yeah, but I don't want to take myself. You, you can raise, you can raise. Hydra voted for himself in the pickums last set. He won EMEA. Maybe that's the secret. Okay, yeah. you know what? 25 for myself. All right. If Hydra won... I believe in 25. <laughs> And if you win, you'll thank me. All right. Okay. Like, okay, okay. Clearly, I, I was caster bless players. Everyone knows that. I never curse them, so you'll have sure. nothing, nothing <laughs> to blame me for. Raiko for twenty five. Hydro, are you interested? No. Current GSC Twenty five is too much for me. I'm poor. Right. I only have thirty six. All right, Raiko, you went from having a lot of money to having very little money. Twenty five dollars for himself. Okay. Locked in. You have th I don't know, still 37. That's respectable for a last big bet. And it was his plan, right? So he's what above me. Next bid is you, Raptor. Zona. 
for one dollar. Anyone interested in Zool and Ash? Great scrim stats in the scrim invitational. All they want, unfortunately, in GSC two. But he's an underrated player for sure. I would say. Raiko, do you not want him? So he's a super good player, but I have uh, I want another player. Alright, guys, don't let Hydro trick you. You have one <laughs> slot. You have to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Hydra is very clearly trying to pay for you. <laughs> Maybe. Right, Zul Zulinash for Raptor for $1. Sold. Hydra, you're up. Wet jungler, 15. Wet jungler for 15. Wet jungler for 16. 36. Sorry, 37. 36. 37. Damn, All in. All in. Pocket aces for Raiko. I'm going to go ahead now and say 30, 38 for White Zungler. Yes, uh, I do. I would like White Zungler. He was a core strategy <laughs> of my last draft. He's my core strategy for this draft. So 38 White Zungler sold to myself. Wonderful. And Raiko, your bid. I bid is... Um, Shirkane. Shirkane, $10. Another, you can use all you your can money. Go. You can use all the money. If you want. Okay. Like you can just pick the player you want. You have yeah. more money than anyone. Yeah. Just pick a player. Basically, whoever yeah. you choose now is yours because you have more. You can. We, we all have less money than you. Look, you know what? Um, <laughs> I'm still going to say Shirkane $10. Okay. I like it. I like the confidence. Shirkane Actually, was ranked one this set. How did we come back? Oh, second guesses. I wanted to steal the, the players from Hydra. Holy moly. <laughs> I should have picked Raiko then. Right, goes it Shurkane or no? Yeah, yeah, Shurkane, Shurkane. Yeah, Shurkane. Right. Shurkane for 37. 37, okay, 37 Shurkane. Well, Raiko and Raiko completes his team with a, a very nice mix of nationalities, five different nationalities represented. Raiko believes in all of the MEA as a whole, not in one country. I like it. That will be your final bid, and that's your final team, Raiko. I hope you're happy. That's, okay, uh, yeah, I'm happy. Squad actually. for the weekend. My final bids will be... I'm going to go with Ging for $1. $17. Seventeen dollars. <laughs> Oh, it's yours. I no longer have money. I'm going to go with uh, Enzo for one. Enzo for one dollar. Enzo 19. Enzo 19. Also yours. Hydra finishes off his team and a pretty stacked team. Chinar, Volta, Cambys, Ging, Enzo, fully Turkey and France. Not a bad strategy to have for the finals. I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised you are. No German players on Dark Hydra's team. That's because Reptouch rolled a bit. All I'm saying, no German players on your team. I'm yeah, terrible. Just wait, just wait. All the players you're prepping with will be very happy to see that you don't believe in any of them for the fantasy draft. <laughs> sure. I don't want to curse them, so I didn't pick them. And it's, I guess it's just my bid now. Because Raiko and Dark Hydra cannot. So I will yeah. handpick basically my next two players and I will go for, um, I'm going to go with Yedusor for $2, which looking at like this looks like an absolute steal. 
Raptor, you're good. Uh, I'll take Travis for one. Travis, Travis for one. Travis for one dollar. I'll take Travis for two. Then I'll take um I'll take Topical. Topical, the E-U-N-E, -E, Believer, Raptor, putting his money where his mouth is. Topical for $2, and that concludes the fantasy draft for EMEA Finals. My team, Skipeus, Double61, Wet Jungler, Edusor, and Travis. Raptor's team, Experian, Salvi, $62 for Dark Hydra, Blunash, and Tropical. Dark Hydra, Chinar, Volta, Canvas, Ging, and Enzo. Very stacked team on paper. And Raikou, who yoinked Dalison from me. I'll never forgive him. Bricks, Sologasan, <laughs> Raikou, and Shurkane. Raptor, are you happy with your team? I'm very happy, yes. Do you regret any of your strategies? No, I think they got uh, very good players, and we'll see the results when the event ends. Hydra? I'm really happy. I got a lot of players on screaming with, so I think they're well prepped. Did you prep the strategy at all coming into the draft? No. <laughs> Voting, you know, <laughs> average amounts for each I just wanted to go for average. consistency and I felt like I have five really good players that can all like pop off in the tournament. Agreed. Raiko, any regrets? I am happy, but my original team, I wanted like I have zero of them, but it's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm okay with my team. Can you share with us your, your original plan? So I wanted double with jungler, Dark Hydra, Salvi, and the last one, maybe, I don't know. Like, last one was a, a jolly, but yeah. I didn't pick anyone. It's fine. <laughs> I think I have good players, uh, good players that performs well in tournament and also in ladder, so it's fine. You basically, you couldn't spot the entire game and then you won 50 gold and hit nothing. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. He hit a GSU, he hit a GSC2 champion. Raiko, are are you a believer in your chances? So I am a believer. If you if you if you tell me that Dark Hydra voted for himself and he won the uh of course the set nine AMA finals, I'm I'm fine. Like this is perfect for me. I'm okay. Raiko, are you aware that every player that I've cheered for or I've been biased towards in all my casts until now in my career in TFT have done poorly? I'm a, I'm a I'm a known cursor, unfortunately. So maybe you shouldn't listen to my to my uh, to my strategy. We'll find out. We'll find out. Maybe this weekend you'll prove everyone wrong and you'll prove that I'm a caster blesser. Yeah. Hopefully, holy moly! You shouldn't have told me this. Now I've lost my confidence, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm happy with my team. Yeah, yeah, they're good players. All right. We will see the results of fantasy draft. I'll do it next week on Twitter. It'll be showing up. We won't wait until the next episode because the next episode of EMEA, we'll talk if you don't know, will be next sets. Don't think we'll have a world's preview because I'll be traveling to Spain, to Alicante, for the event. So I won't be having my own setup, but potentially there might be. So stay tuned on Twitter. Follow Don't Talk If You Don't Know show on Twitter. We can actually link the Twitter really quick. 
in case you guys don't follow already, because all the announcements around the episodes and the guests and when it'll happen will happen there. You can follow our guests on Twitter. You can see the tags under me. Impetuous Panda, Dimash and Raptor, Dark Hydra CFT, and Ryko CFT. And you can also follow this Twitch account because all podcasts in the future will be live here. And then you can check the VOD out as well on YouTube. If you search, don't talk if you don't know on YouTube, you will find it, uh, just the, the initials. Uh, and you can check out the NA and the EMEA episodes as well. NA will be happening tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, which I believe is late night European time. So you can always catch it on YouTube the day after. Thank you all for joining. Thank you, Raptor, for joining last last second and take over on Alan's co-hosting duty. I think you did a great job. Hydra, thank you for joining as the current EMEA champion. Raiko, same to you. And hope you guys had fun. Any last shout outs, any last uh, words you guys want to say, Raptor? Oh, it was very fun to be here, and uh, I hope uh, we can work together in the future as well. Hydra? Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a great time, and I hope I can put on the show in regionals. <laughs> and good are luck, you... Raiko. Uh, I, I hope for are you... are you making worlds again, Hydra? Is that the goal? It's the goal, yeah. Is that the minimum? That's the minimum. Anything less? You're disappointed? Yeah. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. Raiko, for you. Same for me. Champion. Anything less than words, I'm disappointed. And I also want to be in interviewed by the female caster that interviewed Hydra. And they, they, uh, I don't remember, she asked him something. And he, the Dark Hydra response was epic, in my opinion. He said, I try hard 16 hours per day, and that's how I won. And this is what I want to say when I will win the World Championship. So you're you're all in in prep, yeah. You feel confident yes. in prep. You haven't been playing any scrims, but you feel confident. I'm, I Let I feel you. confident anyway. But yeah, he's in, he's in the spying <laughs> role. All right, right. I love to hear that. I know you're you've been and a champion. You know what it feels like here. from GSC, and hopefully you can transfer that same confidence, that same momentum coming into this weekend. As always, thank you guys for watching. Tune of tune in, of course, this weekend starting on Friday at 4 p.m. CET to the official Team Vitaxis channel to watch the official broadcast. I'll be on the, the caster's desk, of course. And there will be some very interesting players showing up as well. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Kevin Parker, Chuso, Left Overture, and Memo will be able to add their insight and their commentary. And overall, I think we're all excited to hear, you know, what happens this weekend and really get to see everyone playing at their most serious level, their most focused level, and find out what four players will make it to Worlds to maybe once again allow us to dream with EMEA, maybe fighting, for a championship after so many sets following up on double success in the first ever championship in set three. So tune in for sure this weekend and tune in, of course, two weeks from now or next next weekend for the World Championship broadcast as well. It'll be an absolute blast. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys next set with the next episode of Don't Duck If You Know.